As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away. But unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades. And it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download. And all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com. Uh, just download it, start, start implementing it, and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dad's Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to episode three of the Warrior Dads Podcast. Today, I have Mickey Shook with me from carrytrainer.com, and you can also follow him on social media at carrytrainer, C-A-R-R-Y. T-R-A-I-N-E-R. So today I'm talking with Mickey, but I wanted to give you a heads up before we get into the interview that when I recorded this interview, it was actually over Skype. It was a video uh, interview, and I don't really know what happened halfway through. The audio started giving some feedback and all, everything in the beginning on my end, when I talk, sounds fine. Everything throughout the video when he talks sounds perfectly fine, but halfway through, uh, there's some feedback coming through. Uh, not too bad because I don't even really talk too much uh, during the interview. I let Mickey do most of the talking. Uh, I think you guys are really going to love this interview. He gives a lot of awesome tips for you know having a positive mindset and some things with self talk and self image that I think you guys will really really enjoy so I didn't want to I just wanted to give you that heads up so it doesn't discourage you but I'm not using Skype anymore doing any of the interviews uh moving forward uh so I'm using the Anchor podcast app which has been working out really well so this recording was uh, from a little while ago before I even started the warrior dads podcast but it was such a good interview that I did with him that I didn't want to waste the content and Mickey's such a great guy that I wanted to share um, share what he had to say so without any further ado let's get into the interview uh, and I hope you enjoy the episode Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I am I have the pleasure of speaking with Mickey Shook today from carrytrainer.com. Some of you might already follow him on Instagram um, or been to his website. Amazing guy, wealth of knowledge. I've enjoyed talking with him so much up until this point, and we finally got a chance to narrow down a time uh, to do this video. So thank you so much, Mickey, for being here. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for asking me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Looking forward to it. And you got your coffee, so you're ready to go. Yeah, you got to sort it out here across the country, so good. Yeah. Is the conversation going to get better as the coffee gets lower and lower in the mug? I'm going to have to tap it off. <laughs> awesome. This so is actually uh, whiskey. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. What kind? <laughs> I drink bourbon myself, so. Okay. Next time maybe we'll do a PM call. Yeah. Um, so again, thanks for being here. We're going to just dive right in. The whole topic of today's conversation, guys, is mindset. Because, you know, before you can start to take care of yourself, you have to get your mindset right. You have to put yourself in the right state of mind. And that's going to keep you going, right? So if we're talking about, if you think of it as like a, a fire, the, the fuel is the mindset. And that's going to keep the, the fire burning and, and everything going. So, Mickey, what, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and um, what you're known for in your space. Sure. Um, so I am uh, one of 11 children. My parents had 11 kids. I'm the oldest boy. I have six little brothers, four sisters, three of whom, or two of whom are younger than me. So I was one of the oldest of 11 children. Grew up in a somewhat rural suburb of Chicago and uh, construction family. So my, my most of my life, I swung a hammer as a carpenter. I've been self-employed for almost 18 years, and I've had a, a very interesting ebb and flow of life. I've done some some uh, very very varied uh, professions in my in my career. Uh, at a young age, we had a family member murdered. A teenage girl was brutally raped and murdered by a, by a neighbor. She's one of my older sister's best friends, and that had like an extremely profound impact on me. Uh, not in a not in a morbid way, but uh, at a very young age, I was uh, exposed in a very dramatic way to the fragility of life. And I watched that loss, how it affected one of my siblings. Uh, great impact on her. It altered the trajectory of her, of her life immediately to this day, almost 30 years later. Uh, and I decided it wasn't some like... Uh, uh, eye-opening experience as a teenager that like shook my foundations, but it definitely changed how I viewed the world. And having a bunch of younger younger siblings and then children of my own at one point, I became passionate about understanding how we as human beings go through our life, uh, not only achieving goals, but overcoming adversity with uh, things like violence, things that you and I can affect what jobs we choose and uh, the food we eat and all of that stuff, you have no control over who walks up to you and decides to accost you or attack you, correct? So, uh, unfortunately, years later, similar instance happened. My brother's fiance brutally murdered on the streets of Chicago about six, seven years ago now. Young girl, uh, beginning college, gentleman walked up to her and shot her in the head and took her purse with 20 bucks in it. And so that that really spurred me on uh, when that happened. And in our state, in Illinois, we didn't have legal the illegal ability to carry. So where you're at in Pennsylvania, you guys have pretty uh, prolific freedom there with gun laws. So I ultimately became the president of the Right to Carry Association here in Illinois and took that quite seriously to the point that we began working with campaigns to elect people from local county races like sheriffs and state's attorneys to state representatives and ultimately our governor race. And that led to uh, us passing concealed carry here in Illinois. So I work with organizations like NRA, ISRA, which is a Illinois State Rifle Association. And we work to educate the public, educate lawmakers, and educate uh, school boards, things of that nature, on how the uh, 
gun laws affect the public and how, what's a good way to phrase it, how just because somebody doesn't like it, it doesn't mean it's not legal. So we try to do that in a way that we remove a lot of the ego and kind of good old boy, hillbilly, backwoods, gun guy, you know, sleeves cut off. Uh, and I have plenty of sleeveless t-shirts, but I'm painting the picture here. The guy with the rusty pickup truck, you know, the, from my cold dead hands, like that guy, that rather than communicating, they just want to impose their, their will. So I've got a pretty varied background. I was the vice chairman of the Republican Party here in Illinois, in my area. Um, and again, the reason I did that is not because I'm some diehard Republican. It's that in order to pass laws, we need to get people elected. And so, like, one thing leads to another, leads to another. And I started carry trainer so that we could begin to pass on that information in a broader way. And how long have you been doing carry trainer now? We're at about seven years now, six and a half, seven years coming up on seven. It looks great. I mean, all the things that you're teaching people. Um, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here is because, you know, some of the things that you also talk about, too, in your videos, actually, all the time is mindset, right? In, in some way, shape or form. Um, so so tell everyone, um, you know, what are what are some things that you do to keep your mindset right now? And how would you actually describe your mindset on a daily basis? Good question. Personally. I would predicate the answer here with this, without uh, a proper self-image, everything that we do is futile, or said another way, everything that we are is a product of our self-image. And I think too often we, we overlook that because it's almost too simple, or it's not fun to look within, right? You see things you don't like, and it's too easy just to be like, ah, I'll deal with that another time, or I'll never deal with it. And I'll die, I'll die an old grumpy guy because that's usually what happens, right? So I, two answers here. One, a big problem. I want to finish up the earlier question. A big problem in this business of combatives, even some of the stuff you do with fit, physical fitness, uh, combatives, firearms, everything's macho, right? We're, we're big manly testosterone fuel dudes. So talking about things like emotions and uh, auditing ourselves and looking within is not looked upon as masculine or, uh, you know, something that the dominant alpha male would do, which is really the opposite when you break it down. That's the thing that the egocentric guy that, that is, needs a hug. That's the guy that, that, that's unable to do that. So we try to pass that on. Like, Hey dudes, first off, if you want to build your body, build your mind first, and don't be afraid to break down those social uh, so your question about how I do that, I, it's pretty simple. After years of failing, uh, failing in marriage, failing in personal relationship, failing financially, failing uh, with, with various business ventures, with partnerships, uh, failing body, you know, this is, happens if you're drinking yourself to sleep at night, smoking cigarettes, all of a sudden you don't feel the same way you did when you were 20. Uh, you got to start looking at that. I was fortunate to have a father that understood things like we're talking about. I can't say he was always the greatest role model with it, which if he hears this, that's okay, because he'll agree. But he exposed me to teachers like uh, W. Clement Stone or Napoleon Hill or people like that, that were pioneers in the early 1900s of what we're talking about. 
So I had been exposed to this stuff, but didn't understand how to apply it. So uh, my basic day, I wake up, I get out of bed and I say, I thank God I'm alive. It's a new day. I can choose to do whatever I want with it. And I use a lot of self-talk. I'm not walking around like a, like a homeless bag lady mumbling to myself, but uh, simple tasks like vacuuming. I talk to myself. I tell myself things like I move mountains with my words and actions. Uh, what's another one that I use constantly? Uh, I move men's hearts and minds by the choices that I make. And I, I, I over time, some of the things like we've done with politics, for example, I personally you look at the totality of my life, I have no business helping a governor get elected or, or people like that. But when you start to believe in yourself and you make choices that take you uh, in, in that direction, all of a sudden people see that success begets success. And when people, uh, people see someone that believes in themselves, we say, okay, well, that guy apparently figured it out. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with him or her. So I use a lot of self-talk. Uh, doubt creeps into all of us, and sometimes it's not easy, but uh, as we begin to build more faith in ourselves, the self-doubt, it's easier to crush it, right? So be it, I can't lift that heavy weight, that might be the end of it, but as you slowly pick up more and more weight, you believe that the next incremental thing becomes easier and easier because that success taught you, like, I can do. So, uh, I, I have also learned to not look for the big score. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I, I'm not looking for a million dollars to show up in my bank account. I'm looking for incremental growth. And, uh, and some people hear this and they think, oh, you're just not, not thinking big enough. And that's not true. What I'm, what I'm driving at is there are things that might even be perceived to be failures but looking back, I can say that was a pivotal moment that had I not went this way, I wouldn't be where I am today. You understand what I'm saying? So I, 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 I guess that I, one of the things I try to do daily is I, I give myself a break, too. I try not to be so hard on myself anymore. That self-flagellous stuff where you're beating yourself and you know, I'm stupid, I'm an idiot. All that stuff is for sure not part of my dialogue. Uh, students hear it from me constantly if we're on a firing line or in a training class and I hear somebody beating themselves up like that, I'll take them aside and I say, hey, man, I get why you're doing that. Cut it out. You know, it's, not, it's not helping you in the big scheme of things, the big scheme of life beyond whatever the training is that's happening. You know that person's carrying that on to their job, to their relationships, and that that is what it creates the sum of who they are. So. I'm hearing a lot about the self-awareness, having that self-talk with yourself. And yes. so when you're having those bad days, when you're having that, you know, because we all have them, right? You know, I've had this conversation with other people too. It's like, we, we all have those bad days and nobody's perfect. Um, no matter how it looks, you know, on the outside, you know, so what is, what's one thing that you do to really just snap yourself out? Because it's, it's easier said than done sometimes, right? So it's easier, you know, to say, all right, we're just going to, you know, shift yourself. And, and maybe it's just the self-talk for you when you're saying that you have this self-talk. And, and some of those things that you're telling yourself, I, I think they're great. And I think the people that are watching this are going to get a lot of benefit and value from that because, you know, realizing that you're, like you said, you're not just talking to yourself like a crazy person. Right. You're actually reassuring yourself that you really are impactful and that you matter and that you can make a difference with your actions and your words 
And so, so when you are having those, those down days, what is that one thing that helps you snap out of it and get back into that mindset that's going to support you and serve you in that better way? I think that, uh, I think sometimes people will hear what we're about to talk about and they look at it like, oh, you're one of those positive guys. Like that's not real. It doesn't change reality. And I think that the big thing people need to understand is it doesn't change reality that very second, but you know, if you want to catch a fish, you got to bait the hook and put it in the water. If you want to grow a plant, you got to tend the soil, put the seed in water. So it is a, it's a, a, a starting point. So when I have that, and that stuff happens constantly. Uh, what, what personally in my life, something I used to beat myself up about was the way my brain works. I'm not a nine to five guy. I'm working 24 hours a day. We're in my home office right now. I've got a marker board over there, kind of like the one I saw you had. And I'm taking notes and stuff. And I'll, I will exert a flurry of activity for days. And then I crash. And it's not like I crash when I'm sucking my thumb, but my, I, the energy bleeds out of me. And I just need to like relax for a few days. But when that used to happen to me, I'd think, man, I'm a loser. Like, why can't I, like, other guys are getting up and going to work. And I just want to sit here for a couple of days and watch movies on the couch or read a book or whatever. And, those other guys are coming home from work at four o'clock every night and watching the ball game while I'm still working. And I had to understand, like, I don't need to be like anybody. I don't need to do what you do or what my dad did or what my father-in-law did or anybody else. I can do what I can. do. So the first thing is I, it took a lot of the uh, down days away when I understood what was literally happening on a biological level. Like, Hey man, you burned up all the juice you had and now you need to relax. So like now that happens, I'll feel it. And I'll say, okay, like I understand in the next like 48 hours or 72 hours, I'm going to crash, so to speak. And I'll, I'll wake up. My wife will go to work. I'll make a cup of coffee and I'll go lay in the hot tub. You know, my buddies will make fun of me, but it's like, Hey man, for six weeks, I worked like an animal writing and typing and, and traveling. And that's just how it is. So a, a lot of times I divert that by understanding what's happened. Uh, but since definitely that doubt comes and it's 100% the self-talk. And at first, until you have some successes under your belt, it literally just takes pure tenacity to say, I'm going to keep going forward to, to get to that next level of success or measurable goal. Um, but once you get there and, and you get a couple months or a couple years of that happening, you, you begin to recognize it. And I don't think it happens as frequently. And then when it does happen, it's much easier to just say, Hey man, you know, cut it out. You know, what's got to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So checking that ego, put it off to the side and realizing again, that self-awareness aspect, noticing that you don't have to be, like everybody else out there, right? Yeah. Know, it's, it's about being yourself and being true to you and not trying to keep up with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Sure, sure. But like the comical thing is, is I'll hear people will say to me, oh, must be nice, must be nice. And I laugh and I go, must be nice. Like nobody makes you work this nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's many people that are very happy with that lifestyle, but whatever it might be, life or your body, like, oh, must be nice. You can take your shirt off at the beach. He's making you pound through bags of uh, you know, Cheetos and guzzle beer. Yeah. So you know, do what it is you want. 
Right. So that, I, I tend to, uh, I, sometimes I have a problem of being too hyper aware where I overanalyze things that I'm thinking. So I, I had to come to the point where it's like, hey man, it's okay. This is me talking to myself. It's okay just to be. You don't need to always be trying to do something. Sometimes you just have to be still. I like that. That's yeah. And that's a great tip because a lot of people are in that hustle and bustle and go, go, go. And they feel like they have to keep pushing forward. Otherwise they're lazy. Yeah, and that's what used to happen to me. And then I'd get down on myself and beat myself up. Thomas Carlyle, I don't know if you know who Thomas Carlyle was. He was like one of the great early 19th century uh, writers and, and philosophers. He said, uh, silence is the element in which great things fashion themselves together. And he was talking about like, you know, we're always, nothing's created as you're running around conversing and doing it's when somebody's alone, you know, the thought pops into your head. It's when you jump up and run to your marker board and write it down or type it in your phone or write it out. And that's, I think, something lost now in our society. The ability just to be. Yeah, because that, that, that falls into that category of not being manly, right? Like you were saying before, is like, you know, focusing or going within is not looked at as like a, an alpha male type thing. Right. But you got these shows now, like uh, my wife and I were watching the show Billions now on Showtime. And, mm -hmm. you know, one guy's like, you know, he's a billionaire. He's a hedge fund guy. And the other guy, uh, Paul Giamatti's character, they both show them throughout the episodes meditating, taking okay. 20 minutes and sitting there to meditate, to clear their head. But then also what you're saying is to bring in those ideas to plan your next step. You know, where are those ideas going to come from? It's not going to come from you running around and going, going, going. It's going to come from your quiet time and your mm -hmm. introspection time. A good family friend of ours owns a very successful business. He's a multimillionaire and his kids make fun of him and they call him like, it's funny because he built the business, the kids work for him. So being an entrepreneur and self-employed, I usually will side with the, the him in this case, but he goes home in the middle of the day. He takes like an hour long nap. Guy's like early 60s. He's built a multi-million dollar business that supports all of his children and they bust his chops that this is what he chooses to do. And it makes me laugh. And then he comes back to the office, but he goes home and he can somehow, I can't do that. I can't just fall asleep in the middle of the day, but he'll come home and he takes his shoes off, lays in his bed for an hour, takes a nap and then gets up and goes back to the office. And so you look at that and they bust his chops and I think, well, this guy did built a business from scratch that you know supports all of you with six figure incomes. Maybe he's got something figured out, right? Yeah. You know, like the like the saying goes, success leaves clues. They they should be learning from him and figuring out how they're gonna do what he does if that's the path that they want to go down instead of, you know, busting his chops. But I mean right. that learning experience is so invaluable. And to have that where you don't have to, you know, spend time in an internship, not getting paid, like you could start learning that right from, you know, a young age. That's, that's sure. amazing. That's a gift. Sure. Sure. So I, for, for me, I think the biggest thing is becoming aware back to your point of like, how do I have those down days? It's because I've gotten to the point where I don't have too many of the days where I'm like truly beating myself up because I know I'm not going to waste the energy to do it really. So it doesn't happen so much because I'm aware of what is happening. And do I fail? Sure. But not to sound arrogant because it, it's not arrogance. There's not too many things like I've, I've had a 
this play out enough times in my life where if I knew I wanted to climb that tree I see outside right now, I could go climb that tree as a 40 year old man and climb it like a kid. If I wanted to start a business with you, I know we could do it. So I've done enough things where if it's, I don't want to say reasonable because unreasonable things I've done plenty of, but you know, I want to say I want to fly like Superman or something that's, you know, nonsensical. But if, if there was something I truly wanted to do, I believe I could do it. Uh, and that's only comes from seeing it happen enough times, applying the right uh, ingredients and getting the results. So once you do that enough, it, you'd have to be crazy to forget like how this works. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so you're a father yourself, right? Say it again? You're a father yourself, correct? Yeah, I've got an 18-year-old son and a daughter that'll be 17 in a few weeks. So you got your hands full. Check out that gray hair, man. <laughs> so I want to get your opinion on this because this is all about, you know, war the warrior dad movement, right? And so speaking to the dads out there that are watching this, what are what what's your opinion and how do you see um, the way that men, specifically dads, are taking care of themselves these days, and more specifically, the mindset. The first thing I would say to that is, you know, if we casually had this conversation having beers with a bunch of our of our contemporaries, you would hear people say, "Guys are fat and lazy now," and you know, they never would have made it in the '50s or the '20s or the 1800s. You know, you hear this; it's because it's just easy to just blurt this stuff out, but I know hundreds of men that are at the jujitsu gym every morning at the, you know, the, the local gym pumping iron. There, a friend of mine runs, it's snow covered here. Like it probably is by you. He's out with a mask on running in the 15 degree weather. So I know plenty of guys that are doing those things, but I also can't be ignorant walking around seeing American human beings with man boobs and, and pregnant bellies. And look, I love, Beer. I like to eat good food, um, but definitely uh, it's interesting. Like I walked through the grocery store. I took a picture of my shopping cart one day and I, uh, my parents raised us that pretty much if it didn't grow in the ground or like live off the ground, don't eat it. And that was when we were kids, it sucked. We weren't allowed to drink soda unless it was like a holiday or we were at like a party or something. Candy was never really in the house. Of course, we ate these things, but uh, it wasn't like mom didn't bring home junk food from the grocery store. Breakfast was oatmeal or eggs, not cereal. Uh, lunch, lunch like our packed lunch to school was often like uh, a peanut butter sandwich and apple and like a hunk of broccoli. That kids had made fun of you, but I grew up and appreciated that. So you walk through the grocery store and you see the stuff in people's carts. And it's like, my God, everything in there is like made in a factory process. But just like how we program our mind, they don't know that they're buying something they shouldn't and eating something they shouldn't because it's programmed from the TV, their parents. Uh, you know, you and I come from the same generation. So uh, that's when all of this manufactured food came around in the 60s and 70s. And so it's just normal to most of these people. So you have to be aware of what you're feeding yourself and how you're treating yourself before you can even make any change to that. I think that's the biggest problem. It's like, I don't, I had, I was at a class and there was a boy that was really heavy. I bet she was a hundred pounds overweight and they had a, uh, 
a cafeteria, the place that we were doing the training. And we go to the cafeteria and they get this big salad. So he gets this big tray and this guy's trying to lose weight. He literally pounded, piled up probably two to three pounds of fresh fruit. And that was his entire lunch. And he was starving because he's a big boy and he's been, he didn't eat. So he, he ate like two to three pounds of raw fruit. And I'm looking at him and I said, you do know that that's probably about the same amount of sugar as like three or four cans of pot, right? Like, like that's all you ate. No lettuce, nothing green or, or leafy, like just a bunch of sweet because it tastes good, right? So that's why he was eating it. And But to him, he thought he was doing himself a favor. I'm like, that's worse than you going and eating a cheeseburger at McDonald's. You know, what you just did as far as, uh, you know, your metabolic uh, uh, internal body chemistry, like that's worse to do that. But he didn't know because to him it was like, eat your fruits and vegetables. So I didn't really answer your question there because I don't know if I have a hard answer. I have friends that are, uh, I think this whole social media, the ability for us to communicate now, information's passed on so easily that nobody has an excuse. I mean, I know a hundred guys that could tell you Here's what you should and shouldn't be eating. Here's like 10 different exercise programs. So the information's out there. It comes down to people wanting to do it. Right. Which is exactly why I wanted to do all of this around mindset to begin with. Because you're right. There are so many people out there saying, eat this, eat, don't eat that. Work out this way. Don't work out this way. Here's a program for you. And so those things don't necessarily become easy. I mean... Because I feel like there's actually so much information out there that it actually makes people a little confused. Because then there, because there's so many conflicting opinions too, right? And then some people will say, "Oh, you should be doing CrossFit," and then some people just be saying, "You're doing, you should be doing yoga." And then you have these people on opposite ends of the spectrum or the, to the extremes. And then people are like, "Oh, well, should I be doing this or this?" So, you know, but I, I, I do, I, I do think you answered the question a little bit. You know, you're seeing a mix of, of some people, and I hope that actually continues because what I see a lot of, I do know some people, but I feel like the majority of the people that I know and I come in contact with are not the ones going to the gym. They're not going to jujitsu. They look at exercise as unnecessary work or it's, it's negative. And, you know, and I feel like it does start from a mindset, but it's also the idea of taking care of the body that we were given and making the most out of it instead of being focused on external things in our life, actually looking at ourselves, like you were mentioning earlier, looking at ourselves and saying, well, what am I doing with myself? Screw, you know, screw what I'm doing outside here. Screw watching the football game and, you know, following these guys, uh, you know, or these guys and being entangled with what the neighbors are doing or something like that. Like actually focus on yourself and start improving that first. And then like you're saying, like success will come and people will follow you and maybe, maybe then you start inspiring other people to do the same for themselves. You know? mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Um, biggest thing I ask people, I, I'm not going to not answer your question. Uh, I think I'm going to answer it right here. One of the biggest things that I ask students or people when they call me is I go, why do you, why do you do this? And just so people that don't know, I teach people how to shoot guns to defend themselves. So people will give me answers like, I want to be able to protect my family, or I want to make sure that nobody hurts my family, or I want to make sure uh, that if something ever happens, I can take care of myself. It's all of these things about like protecting self or protecting what we love. Mm -hmm. So then I meet these guys in person and I look at them and they 
their belly's hanging over their belt. You know, they can't take a leak without picking their gut up. They can't bend over to tie their shoes. Walking from the parking lot to the range, they're <laughs> you know wheezing and out of breath. Now it's time for a snack, and they tear open their range bag, and they've got junk food, and they're guzzling like monsters and Red Bull, and because now they need energy because they've spent it all standing on their two feet for ten minutes. So we've got a part of our class where we talk about is, hey man, let's think about this like step back a little bit. You're learning to shoot guns so that you can defend your physical body. Yet every day you destroy and degrade it, and you know smoking cigs, over drinking, not even you know, things like not sleeping enough. I've got a good friend that sleeps like two hours a night, and to him it's because he's working hard, trying to take care of his family. You're gonna die. You're gonna have a heart attack at 50 and die sleeping two hours a night, smoking a pack of cigarettes. That's what's gonna happen. So it comes like comes back to this like broader thought process of what do you really want? And, it, and if it's, this is the problem back to the macho ego bullshit is guys, the shooting of the gun or hitting the bag, fighting, wrestling, it's sexy. They can show their buddies pictures of it. They can talk about it. You can come over and you can like hold this plaque or this gun or whatever. Right. But, but to say I'm fit because now I'll one day, you know, meet my grandchildren I'm healthy that if I ever needed to physically do something to protect my kids, pull them from a car wreck, escape from a burning house, get them out of a mall where there's some type of violence happening or stampede of people, I'm physically fit to do that. Uh, plus, I'm teaching them how to do that themselves. You know, that's the, and that irks some of the people that I would probably have a lot more social media followers if I just shot guns and didn't talk about these things because it, just like we don't like to, as it, by our nature, look within, people don't want somebody else telling them look within. So um, that's really like, I, and I don't like to mince words. I get, there's not a lot of time in this world, so I don't want to spend it mincing words. So when I see somebody pulling that game, it's like, hey, man, let's be honest. Throw the shit out that you got in your bag. You know, like, and, and I'm no picture of health. I eat well. I, I work out, but it's not like I'm, you know, some triathlon uh, guru that, that that you know lives off of uh, uh, kale or whatever. But um, it's it's the same as that the the successes that I talked about a minute ago. It's incremental. You know, this the little things, the little things. Yeah. You know, I'm going to shut the TV off and go to sleep. I'm not going to continue to smoke cigarettes. It's all of those little things. And cigarettes is kind of big. Right. And I smoked, personally, I smoked cigs for, geez, probably from like the age of 15 to at least almost 30. Wow. You know, and that was, I had a lot of bad stuff in my life, uh, emotionally speaking. And it wasn't like I consciously was like, I'm doing this because I have emotional problems. But it was just, it, it was another easy outlet to satiate a diseased body. Right. You know, a diseased mind, right. flooded right. with some drugs and things feel. Well, I commend you on continuing to push that message when you're saying I could probably have a lot more followers on Instagram. And I guess the argument could be made that my business could even be bigger or more popular. But you're sticking to your core values and you're sticking to what you feel is important and that overall message of telling people, look, get the shit out of your bag, you know, get yourself straight, and then you can really protect yourself and then you're getting healthy from the inside out, right? If I didn't do that, I would then be battling with myself. Right. Saying like, you know, it'd be right full circle. So I can't do that. 
I just talked to a good friend of mine last night that he and I have kind of been on this journey of self-discovery together for the last 15 or so years. He's also in business. And uh, it's his point that he made last night is he'd rather do something that impacted one person in a meaningful way than just some laissez-faire communication with thousands or millions of people. Because what's the point? I think this is like we're you get to this fine balance of ego check because you can really quickly take that touching somebody in a meaningful way or, or like impacting somebody in a meaningful way. It can really quickly become like, look what I did. Look what I can do. Look, you know, people follow me or people want to hear what I have to say. And it's like it, I personally have to oftentimes remind not only myself, but others, hey, man, I'm passing on a message that has been told a million times by a million people across a gazillion years. You know, there's none of this is new to me or you. I'm just a person that like, okay, I figured it out in my life. That's the fun thing about this. There's a thousand books written about this. I probably own 500 of them and you probably own 500 of them. But until you start to apply these things and see it begin to work, it's kind of like reading the instructions for assembling something and you read it. And then like when you go do it, it's like, ah, now I see. Speaking of the social media and, and all that stuff, how can people find out more about you? Uh, it's pretty easy to find. So every social media feed we have is Carrie Trainer, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Carrie Trainer, C-A-R-R-Y-T-R-A-I-N-E-R. I had to think about that spelling. Okay. And what are some things that you're working on now that you want people to check out? Basically, uh, my goal is professionalizing the firearms training world. Some people hear this and they take it negatively because there are tons of very professional, wonderful people in the business. But due to the influence of social media, everybody's an expert now, just like everybody's an expert at some of the stuff you do. And again, sex and ego sell. So if you put a girl on your in your video or on your feed with her boobs hanging out, holding a rifle, all of a sudden, you know, it's thumbs up. And I guess in the big scheme of things, there's nothing wrong with that if you find it entertaining. But uh, I do not find training uh, with weapons that can hurt and kill people to be something that should be mixed with entertainment and sex. Yeah, there is like a, you know, like a, a balance point there, movies and things. Uh, so we brought together some very quality trainers. We're, we're joined up with some of the best companies in the business uh, that manufacture guns, components, uh, tr different training uh, uh, aids, and uh, we're kind of proliferating this message that I'm talking about. So over the next few months, you'll see a lot about it all over the, the interwebs. Well, Mickey, so thank you so much for being here today. This was a great conversation. I know people that were watching this got a tremendous amount of value out of it. I know I did. I, I learned some things too. And what I like about it is that you actually gave people some practical things to walk away with. You know, it's not just information, it's actual practical things that they can implement today and hopefully shift their mindset, hopefully, you know, progress forward and become that new person. Um, so this was great. Thank you so much. I, really, I appreciate it. Yeah. And for everyone watching, please go check out Mickey. Uh, again, Carrie Trainer, C-A-R-R-Y Trainer uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and CarrieTrainer.com. I, I'm looking forward to see the other folks that you've uh, brought in to, to do some of these interviews. I'm, you know, this this kind of banter I think is what makes us better men 
uh, not better men than others, but better than we were yesterday, you know, having the ability to chat about some of these things. So I would leave uh, the thought I would leave with anybody uh, that's watched this is don't be afraid to just be you. Don't be afraid to do what you feel is right. Don't be afraid. And uh, people that are going to judge you are nobody that you you should be valuing their opinion. You know, that's kind of the most truly successful people I've ever met are the ones that are always saying, you can do it. I think you can do it. Hey, man, you're doing great. I, it, it, they're not saying it in a, a, a facetious or, or uh, you know, just trying to placate you or make you feel good. There's, if they, if they see honest effort, you know, usually successful people recognize that. Success begets success. That's a great place to end it. Thank you so much, Mitch. I appreciate that. Be well, man. Thanks, you too. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad.